0: like the bird he sings, tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the bird he sings, tweet, tweet, tweet.
1: Hello, getting out there in uh, Birdland. It's Hanson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Yeah, weekend edition of uh, For the Birds. Uh, well into uh, well into September, the end of September, and uh, seeing a bit of uh, bit of color out there. Uh, got some rain yeah. earlier in the week, and it looks like uh, things are on schedule.
2: Yeah, a little tinge of color in the hills. Exciting.
1: Yeah. No, it's been it's been. I think we had one cool cool night. But it's been relatively mild, I would have to say.
2: Yeah, I've mean, even had the shorts out on a couple of days. It was warm enough for shorts still. You, you bet.
1: So, but uh, things are moving south, um, yeah. and um, it's actually we're right into the hawk migration, right?
2: Yeah, you know, if you can pull yourself away from the warblers um, and other migrants and, and look straight up, yeah, hawks are heading south right now, passing over. Right now, it's the peak of um, the broadwing migration. In fact, it's it's going to be that's going to be you know starting to wind down. So uh, now's a good time to get out there uh, before all the hawks pass us by.
1: Yeah, good stuff. So let's begin with uh, what would be the first hawk we might see in a migration this time of year.
2: Well, you know, depending on where you are, um, let's say we're on a, a place like Mount Philo or perhaps Putney Mountain again broadwing hawk is the one that comes through in, in good numbers. I haven't heard any specific reports uh, except one I just saw happen to see an e-bird of a hundred birds flying over someone's someone's home not even a hawk watch uh, but you can get thousands of broad wingshawk uh, broadwing hawks on a single day um, they, you know that is one of the Raptors that really utilizes thermals. So when the thermals build up late in the morning often um along a ridge um, or or a valley bottom um the broadwings catch those thermals and ride them as high as they can and glide down to the next thermal and they just rinse and repeat they they keep on uh, catching those thermals as they head south conserving energy um uh, you know that uh, flying flapping it take requires a lot of energy so they're trying to minimize the amount of um, calories they're burning as they're flying south so anyway broadway uh, is, is one to uh, be looking out for right now you can see them almost anywhere in vermont um some of the ridge lines north south ridge lines though are the best places to look for them here in chitney county mount philo is a really good spot uh, Connecticut River Valley has its locations as well, including Mount
1: Putney. Mm-hmm. Is there any, um, is there any particular time of day that's, that's better than uh, another time of day or do they just move all, all, I know, I, I know a lot of birds like to migrate at night, but do, uh, do they, do they migrate, uh, any particular time of day?
2: Well, I think, um, you know, in, in the fall we often get, we have those cool mornings and often foggy, um, and, and they usually sit tight until things start to heat up a bit, uh, and the thermals build. Because uh, and until it's, I don't know what the temperature would be, but until those thermals start building up, they're gonna they're gonna sit tight. Um, and, you know, a couple of weeks ago at a bird walk at the North Branch Nature Center, we had a broadwing hawk um, hanging out along the river. It was foggy, it was cool, and this bird was just you know hunting, waiting for things to warm up a bit. So uh, yeah, late morning, afternoon is the best time. Um, probably m- most importantly is the winds. Uh, winds out of the north or northwest; um, those tailwinds are, are are important too. So if if there's a
1: strong south wind, the birds aren't aren't going to be moving. So, um, just like the rest of us, they adapt to the weather, and so they're going to ride those thermals and uh, to make the trip a little. Uh, a little easier, so you're not flying into those headwinds, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: You got it. Save, and same for songbirds too. You know, at, at night, the ones that are migrating at night, or the other diurnal migrants like blackbirds,
1: they they really take advantage of those uh, northwest winds, north winds. Hmm. We're talking about the uh, fall migration. Talking about hawks uh, headed south. Uh, Chip and Anson, in your weekend edition of For the Birds. Uh, what other uh, what other hawks might we see, Chip, as we uh, as we head into October?
2: Oh, any, any of the accipiters. so that's sharpshin hawk, cooper's hawk, and goshawk. hawk. Um, you know, cooper's hawk has become, you know, the, the most common occipiter in Vermont, and you can see them any time of year, but they're heading south right now and in October. Um, sharpshin hawks, I think they peak in September as well as do goshawks. hawks. Uh, you know, these are all woodland nesting species, but when they're migrating, um, you know, you can see them out in the open. Uh, you know, And again, almost anywhere in Vermont you could catch some of the migration, but a ridge line is the best place to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Good stuff, and, and one of the places you mentioned was in Charlotte and Mount Philo, and that's not a hard mountain to uh, to get to. You can drive up most of it, right?
2: Well, I haven't been there in quite a while, but yeah, I think you can drive up most of the way. Um, there's often other Hawk Watchers up there. I know a couple of folks who are, are regulars up there, um, so you could take advantage of the, the expertise that might be on that mountain. Um, you know, birders in general just love to share what they're seeing and, and help mentor others. So if you've never done any hawk watching, go to a place where there's other hawk watchers like uh, Mount Putney or or Mount Philo and, and hang out with folks who've done this a lot. Uh, a lot of times when the hawks are migrating, they, you know, sometimes they're down really low and they zip right over your head. Other times they are just specks way high up in the sky, especially if it's a blue cloudless sky. They're so high, you know, you barely, you wouldn't, if you, unless you were really looking, you might not even notice them. Mm. So, uh, it, it's, a, it's a, um, you know, it's a sub hobby of birding. I'd say, uh, some folks are really dedicated to hawk watching. Uh, they really know their stuff, uh, and they can identify those little tiny specks flying way high up.
1: Mm. So you got to watch, uh, you know the wing flight right so in the size the wings uh that's a good way to to judge right
2: yeah you gotta learn your hawk silhouettes you know the the beautios like broad wing and red tailed hawk are stocky very broad wide wings shorter fan shaped tails and then you have the simpeters like sharpie and coopers which have shorter wings pretty rounded still but long rudder like tails um you know, the, the Osprey is has a unique silhouette. It has a crooked wing
0: look to it. Then, of course you have your big massive eagles like Bald Eagle
2: and Golden Eagle. Um, Northern Harrier often flies uh, in a dihedral, especially when it's hunting. They have a unique look too and also a very long
1: tail look to them as well. Mm. And where are they all headed? Uh, you know, some of them do stick around. I know that some red tails may stick around for the winter, but they, they're, they're really yeah. heading south, right? Yeah, you know, some don't go terribly far. You know,
2: Merlins might just go to the southern U.S. Um, as maybe Kestrels too, into Mexico perhaps. Broadway Hawks go really far. They're going into Central and South America. I think they're the the longest distant migrant of the Eastern Hawks. Out West, you have the Swainson's Hawk, which also goes to South America. Um, Golden Eagles, where do they go? Southern Appalachians? uh, I'm not sure if they they go south into Mexico or not. So there, you know, a lot of the hawks are not really long distance migrants. Something like an Osprey might go all the way to South America. Uh, So some go to warmer climes,
1: but not necessarily out of the U.S. Still a, uh, a good travel. I mean, that's, even if it's, you're staying in the United States, it's just amazing how far birds will travel.
2: Yeah, got to find food. That's, that's, the thing, that's the thing that drives all the migration.
1: Um, not so much the cold weather as being able to find the, the food you need to eat. Yeah, they'd stick around here all, all, all winter if it was good supply of food, right? A lot of birds would do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why leave Vermont? You don't
1: have to. <laughs> exactly. Well, we do have to leave for uh, this weekend. We have got uh, more bird chatter next weekend. Enjoy the migration. Enjoy the uh, apples, the apple cider, the apple donuts, uh, and the views, of course, this time of year. Uh, get out and enjoy Vermont before you know that uh, stick season arrives in a few weeks. Until next time, I'm Vincent Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. For the birds. Let's all
0: sing like the birdies sing. tweet, 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 tweet. tweet. The bird is singing, Sweet, sweet, sweetie, sweet, sweet. sweet.